Welcome back to PS Italy, a podcast dedicated to unique travel destinations throughout Italy, where we inform you how to travel like an Italian, not a tourist. I'm Gina Marcello. And I'm Valerie Raffetto. And today's podcast, we're going to talk about a majestic mountain called Carrara. Which is where Michelangelo got his marble for the David. Mm. And around about the surrounding beach community at the base of Carrara Mountain. That's right. So let's talk about um, the tour for Carrara Mountain, Val. How far is that from Bedonia? Well, it's about an hour and 20 minutes. It's not a far trip. It's actually a very good day. Some of my tourists think that's the best tour on the list. Well, I have to tell you. So the first time I went to Carrara Mountain was this past summer. And I had been in Italy for three weeks and I was in Venice and Milan and Florence and being on top of Carrara Mountain and looking down at the ocean and then sitting on the beach and looking back up at this beautiful mountain that looks like it's snow capped because the mountain is white from the marble had to have been one of my favorite days in Italy. In the past five years that I've gone. Well, that's funny because the first few years that you were there, (laughs) I've mentioned that tour to you and you always kind of poo-pooed it. I did. Right? And I I remember the year before last, you came with your friend and she said, I would love to do that tour. And you kind of rolled your eyeballs like, Like, I don't want to be there. A mountain? Like, what are you going to do? Like, they they mine marble there. So who cares? Right. What's the big deal? Right. But, you know, Nancy's the one that encouraged it this year. She's like, no, I want to go see this mountain I know and you came back saying that was awesome that was just the best that's so funny I love oh so I want kicking and screaming I well kind of yeah it was it was so awesome um the thing about Cora Mountain is if when you're driving through the country and you see these mountains in the distance they're white yeah and a lot of people go oh it's August and there's snow up there and granted on the Alps there is snow up there but um, these mountains are not as high as the Alps. So I always say, oh, yeah, not that is not snow. That's marble. And everybody's flabbergasted by the whole thing. Right. Because it really does look like snow. It really does look like snow. So let's talk about the town of Carrara, the mountain of Carrara, the mining of the marble. Because I think this is a must-see. Yeah. If you are in northern Italy and you go to visit Val in Bedonia, I just, I really think this is one of those things that if you like nature and you like the outdoors and you love sculpture and art and you understand or you've seen or you want to see the David, to know that this is the place that it came from. They've been mining this mountain for over 2,000 years. Prior to the Romans. That's right. And going inside of the mountain, standing on top, going to the top of the mountain. When you see this in person, it is just awe-inspiring. It's magnificent. It's interesting because we drive up the mountain partway and we get to the caves where they're mining. A lot of people don't quite understand the process. I didn't. Right. Of mining. First off, back in the Roman days, they had slaves in there with their little picks and their hammers. That's something that would take then 
months to take a chunk the size of the David out of the mountain. Um, it, I, when you, they do a lot of it now. I mean, most of it's done with machinery. With now. machinery. Yeah. But when you realize that this was done by hand, that they were chiseling into the mountain, people were doing this and mining it. And then they had to roll on huge giant logs, these chunks of marble down the mountain. That's right. They weighed tons and tons and tons. And they they made them big blocks so that it would be easier to stay on these logs and roll them down without having it roll down on its own, you know, and coming to a screeching splat at the bottom. Which you know. happens, actually. It if you uh, all, it, I, when, when, I, when I was there this summer, I was talking to the, the gentleman that was leading the tour who grew up in Carrara. Mm-hmm. And he says that every single person in Carrara has lost a family member to the mine. That is so awful. It's awful because, because accidents happen and the marble is so heavy. That's right. Something interesting about... Um, the mining is that most miners are um, they are herit- you know fourth in- fifth generation exactly that they it's don't even hire down you yes that job from family to family member yes if you wanted to be years. an excavator your father had to have been an excavator that's, that's right. how you get the jobs and one point later I want to talk about just working in Italy and you know having raising a family and how much money it costs to live there but that'll be another thing another thing yeah yes but it those jobs are handed down from generation to generation right. it's very hard to get a job working kind of like being an actor if your dad wasn't an actor you're gonna have a hard time <laughs> unless you're sleeping your way to the top right <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. oh oops I shouldn't have said that <laughs> okay uh, well yeah so the tour so we get to the top yeah, so you get, oh, before we go to the top, we usually stop at the mine itself and we get in a, a Jeep or a truck and they drive us in. And it's obviously kind of dark, but they've got these lights on so they can see where they're working. And we, we have boots and we go in. And the reason you're wearing boots is because when they're actually cutting the marble out, it makes a lot of dust. So in order to keep the dust down, they're spraying water like a fine mist to cut cut the to to cut the dust from raising and breathing it in. Mm-hmm. So this fine mist is pushing the dust down and they're able to cut away at the marble without breathing in all that harmful uh, debris. So you get into the, the, the Jeep, it, you drive into the mountain. Yeah. In, really deep into the mountain, and, which is some sight to see. Inside and outside of the mountain would legitimately reminded me of scenes from Star Wars. Oh, yeah. It does seem very futuristic, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. So they drive you in and you get to see the process of mining from inside of the mountain. Which is something they... they pride in because they're trying not to destroy the outside of the mountain they're trying to only excavate from inside the mountain so I mean they're doing some at the top but a lot of it the majority of it is from the inside so that the outside is still kind of so you can still see see the the outside because one of the things I know talking from to a lot of the locals is that there are many Italians who are incredibly upset 
with the mining of Carrara. Yeah, they're doing it so quickly that there's probably only 100 years left. Of mining the Carrara ma- yeah, ma- marble because right. it'll be gone. So um, when you when you put it in that context and you realize that this is a natural resource that is finite, it is not going to be there forever. That's right. It's really something I think everybody... I really think everybody should see it. You really develop a deeper appreciation for our natural resources and the significance of those resources and how they really are disappearing. So the inside is a cave and there's many different paths in that cave. And there's one that they make sure that the tourists go on that's safe and you have to wear a hard hat. Right. And you get to walk around and see. And I know that they it's have very cool inside, very too. nice and cold, mm-hmm. especially when it's hot outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were telling us this uh, past summer that sometimes they have parties inside there and yeah. they've shot films actually inside Absolutely. the caves there, which is really cool. So after you see that, and again, it's something you have to see, you can also do the top. There's an outdoor tour of the mountain. So when you get back into the Jeep, it drives you around and around and around and all around. All the way up. All the way all up. All the way to the top. That's right. And you're standing up there. And you're looking down, and you can see the ocean, and you can see um, the marina of Carrara, where they ship the marble from. That's right. And you can also see, like, the places where they cut and prepare the marble before it ships out, right? There are lots of those factories that slice and dice the marble for whatever it is that they need to sell it for. They One of the sell things, it in big blocks. No, well, yeah. because they're so costly. Right. But there, there are different prices for the marble that come out of the mountain. Absolutely. There's the pure white marble, which is the marble that most people are familiar with because of uh, Michelangelo's David. That's right. But there's also darker, grayer versions of the marble. And, and many facet colors because there are certain areas that actually have more of a yellow tone or some that have a darker gray and some that are almost a pinky color. When you see these factories, you can see all the different blobs of marble blocks that are different colors, and they're all from the same mountain. It, which is just, it, it's so fascinating that, it, that, it's, um, that it's natural. That yeah. I, I don't know. How it, does that happen? How does it happen? That's right. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Something very interesting about the white marble is it is um, very precious to the Arabic countries because it is one of the one types of natural Stone. Stone that keeps its cool no matter how hot it gets. So on a boiling hot day, you could lie down on the marble and still be cool. And that is awesome for, you know, the countries with the deserts and... That are very, very hot. Yeah. Where the sun is just beating. Right. And it might be a hundred and... With, with consistent sun That's beating right. on it, and it's and still you can walk cool. And, bare feet and it's nice and cool. Yeah. If it has any grays in it, it does not have the same effect. That's correct. Right. So it's not the pure, but that pure white marble That's is right. absolutely marble the most expensive That's marble right. that you can purchase yeah. because it is, it's more rare. Absolutely. Yes. So you go to the top, you see this beautiful view, you see the mining, which is quite a sight to see with the excavators and how they use, they cut, they slice it almost like cheese on the outside. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Um, 
And did you see the real beauty of the mountain? Now, after that, we go for a little lunch, which is very interesting because we go down to um, the factory where they make, it's a very small factory, privately owned by a family. And you go in and they make lard and you think, lard, I don't want to eat lard. Well, lard is fat, right? It is fat. It's fat from a pig. I didn't want to eat it. I was but, kind of disgusted by the thought of it, honestly. That's right. However, the, it, the process of this um, curing of the lard is quite fascinating. Colonata, it's, it's called. It's the colonata. They have marble vats. They're the white marble that they use because that stays cool and that's important in the process because lard melts pretty easily in warm weather. And... Um, so they put all the spices in, you know, you can have plain lard, you can have it with rosemary, you can have it with all different types of spices or um, flavors. And then they put it in these vats and they close it with a marble lid and it sits there and ages for its period of time. And we go out and we sit in the yard there's this beautiful panorama and you have a meal based with the lard. Well, and, yeah, it's the yeah. side of a mountain overlooking other mountains with little picnic tables and this green area. It's so beautiful there. It sure is. And you have the little sliced colonata with a little bit of bread and a little bit of wine and it is incredible. Delicious. I never thought that I would eat sliced lard, but colonata is one of those things that you have to try at least once. Yeah, it's interesting it's very because special. it's not um, it's not gritty, it's no. not grizzly, Mm-mm. it's very tender. It's almost like a butter, like a butter. That's right? exactly what it's like. Well, and lard it's is very butter. flavorful, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because they say it's very, very good for your brain. It regenerates brain cells. The colonata is good for your brain. It is. It regenerates brain cells. Wow, that natural lard um, is supposed to be very good for you. Very helpful. Yeah. I think I need to eat more of that. (laughs) So after you have a nice little lunch, then you can go down the mountain, Carrara, to the beach. And the beaches here are considered the northern part of the Italian Riviera. Well, it's, you know, it's all kind of the Italian Riviera when you're in that area, the most famous part of the Italian Riviera would be Portofino and Santa Margherita, Rapallo. But yeah. So you have La Spezia to the north, mm-hmm. and then you keep coming down the coast, and then you have um, the Marina di Carrara, which is where the marble is shipped out of. That's right. And then just next to that, you have Masso Carrara Masso as Carrara. a beach. Yep. And uh, Forte de Marne. That's right. You're pronouncing that very well. Oh, yay. Thank Mm. you. So I want to talk about the beaches because typically when people uh, vacation in Italy, they want to go to Portofino, which is beautiful, super expensive. Very touristy. And by the way, a cup of cappuccino with caperto in Portofino is seven euro. Yes. Unless you get it to go, and it'll cost you about two dollars, two euros less, it, right? But still, five Crazy. euros in Portofino for cappuccino—that's yeah. insane. I, I don't know. I digress. Um, 
the beaches there are mostly Italians on vacation and some tourists or other European tourists. You don't really get a lot of Americans there. That's right. Because it's not the kind of pe- people don't think to go there because it's not popular. That's right. But I have to tell you, and I love beaches and we live at the Jersey Shore, um, it has to be probably one of my favorite beach areas because on the one side you're looking at the sea and if you turn around you're looking at this majestic mountain that looks like it's covered with snow Carrara Mountain um, and I guess that those two beaches Val that's uh, Forte de Marne right yeah, is one of them absolutely. and the other one is the Maso Carrara so on either of those beaches you have a beautiful experience of the beach and you can rent chairs out there or just lay on the beach. And the beaches in Italy are free. That's right. Unless you want the chair and the umbrella, then you pay for that. Right. But it's very reasonable, usually 10 euros for the entire day. And you get two chairs and an umbrella with that. Beautiful. Totally worth it. And then what about a little bit further down? So you can sit in that area by the beach or you can go a little bit further down to, uh, is it Via uh, Via Reggio. Reggio. So yeah. what's that? So Via Reggio is a very swanky town. That's where a lot of the richer Italians vacation. vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got a beautiful promenade and along the promenade there are lots of shops, <clears throat> excuse me, with, um, you know, clothing stores, shoe stores and things like that. Very high end, but uh, an Italian would spend that extra money because the quality is there. It's not high-end, it's not high-priced for tourists. It's high-end, high-quality. Designer. The Italians, the Italians do not have a problem spending that money for quality. Right. So probably a lot of the fashions from Milan. Surely. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I had said in another um, podcast. podcast that the Italians wouldn't pay those high prices in the touristy towns, but that's because the quality isn't there. It's not because they don't want to spend the money. It's because whatever they're selling is set for the tourists. It's made for a tourist. So just something cheap. It's a higher price. It's a higher price and the quality isn't there. But in Via Reggio, they've got high quality materials, high quality shops and and the Italians do not have a problem spending that money. Right. Yeah. And the beaches are beautiful. And um, something during Mardi Gras or Carnavali, as they call it in Italy. When is that? That's um, just before Ash Wednesday. They do, uh, you know, like the uh, a week of partying. <laughs> because once Ash Wednesday comes... The Catholics are supposed to fast and they're supposed to be kind of on good behavior and not have too much fun. You right. know, you're preparing for Easter. Yes. So um, Fat Tuesday is the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday. Everybody's out overeating, probably over drinking and really enjoying the their um, nightlife. They've got parades. They've got floats. These people in Via Reggio spend 364 days preparing their floats. They are very serious about really? it. Really? It's incredible. Masterpiece things that they use one day and then poof, it's gone. And the very next day, they're already working on their next year's project. 
<laughs> Excuse me. Wow, that's yeah, cool. I didn't realize that. It's incredible. So that would be a good time to go too. Yeah, it is. It Problem? Is. Does it get really super crowded, it, like it, in the other? It does, but not with tourists. It's all a local. Yeah, Italians, Italians. from the yeah yeah, from yeah. The region. It's a big big affair, kind of like if you're in New Orleans for Mardi Gras. Okay. You know, it's like wow. I don't want to do that again. Been there, done that in New Orleans, but right. not quite as wild in Via Reggio. A little more um, safe, let's say. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that, I mean, I think that day going to Carrara Mountain and then visiting the beaches and having a nice lunch and trying the Colonata is just a fabulous day trip. It sure is. And you still get home back to the village of Bidonia where you have time to go out and see the shops that are or you could stay later yeah and shop whatever you know, yeah in town you can rest you get a little bit of uh culture and experience the outdoors you can go to the beach it's just a great little spot that the yeah, uh, there's sure not is. a lot of americans which i actually like i like just sitting on the beach or sitting at one well, of the just being with the locals yeah, and doing what they do it's so people watching it's people so watch and the yeah. beach is so nice and it, it's really just a beautiful day um it's something to experience. It's something to see for sure. It sure is. Is there anything else you think people might be interested in with that trip, that day trip, or going to visit Carrara? Well, I mean, anything you do in the area is going to be lovely. But um, there are a couple other little towns along the way that, you know, could be interesting. I remember that town we went to with the girls, and we were on that shopping spree oh yeah were you with us that no, day no but oh, you weren't no that's when stephanie yeah, yes yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was yeah oh i didn't realize you guys went there that day yeah yeah okay that, and that's not too far from there oh it's, nice yeah so there's cute. a lot of shopping there, there's a lot so of you could shop you could lay on the beach you yep. could go for a walk on the promenade that's right you can go to the caves you can go to the top of the mountain you can do mm. the the colinata lard and it it's a, a beautiful day. It really is. And I'm so sorry I didn't listen to you sooner to go there. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny because when people say, well, what do you think we should be doing? And I mention my favorite tours, which are the Parmesan Cheese Factory, the, the caves at Carrara Mountain, um, the Prosciutto Factory, and the wine tasting. Most people say, Oh, that doesn't really sound interesting. Or <laughs> I know oh, I, I was one of those people. That's right. Or I've already done a wine tasting. It's like, oh gosh, like I know you've already done wine tasting, but believe me, you have not done a wine tasting like this. Val says with her hand. <laughs> yes. I'm so Italian. Yeah. So so when they kind of say Oh, well, all right. We'll try one of those things. It's like arm twisting. It they is. legitimately I, had to twist my arm to and, go there. And I, and I love to, it. I want to go every every summer now. I know. And I hate to twist people's arms because I really want people to be I happy. Know. But it's interesting. I have this one woman that comes every single year. She brings a group of people with her. And it's always the same cities every time. Why has do we to be, do that? I don't know, but she's been here, I don't know, six or seven years and in a row. Where does she go? And she goes to Venice and Como and usually Pisa, which I, I have some really great little off the beaten paths like in Pisa. Pisa, so that's okay. But, you know, it's still a big city. Um, 
she has finally, after like four or five years of coming, she has finally said, all right, well, we'll try the Parmesan cheese factory. Now she's like, we've got to do the Parma cheese factory. Right. It's like, I have been telling you this for years. Right. Yeah. So, but when the group comes, they say, oh gosh, we got to get up at six o'clock in the morning to go to Venice. And it's like, well, do you want to see it? Or do you want to drive by it? You know, like we got to kind of get there and spend some right. time. Right? And that's the thing about Italy too. Italy's gig- is very large. It's large it's because it's windy con- roads. And it takes a while. Yeah. You, you, know. you know, it's as big as California. So it's not gigantic, but right. it's a lot of road to make. And there's a lot to see. see. In every area. There's a hundred million things to see and everywhere and you do, go is different. Right. You can't visit Italy one time That's and, right. and say you've really seen Italy. Exactly. Like you just can't. Every right. single city is so different. That's right. Even, even the little small towns are all different. That's right. And so these people that come on this tour, right. they say... They'll do, I don't know, Verona, Venice, Lake Como. They love them all. Right. Then we do the Parmesan Cheese Factory. And they say, oh my gosh, why haven't we been doing more things like this? And I'm like, talk to Rose. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. That's part of the reason for the podcast. Because people don't know. And it's very hard (laughs) to say to someone, you've got to go see this mountain. That you've never heard about. I've hiked all around the world. I don't need to see. Yes, yes, you do. Yes, you do. That's right. (laughs) Trust me, you do. It's not like the other mountains. That's right. But you know, a lot of people when they're coming to Italy, sometimes it's their first time. So they want to see the big cities. Right. So it's hard to get them to go to someplace they've never heard of. And a lot of people don't want to tell people, well, I'm going to a a town named Bedonia. Right. What's that? Where is that? Exactly. Yes. They want to have that recognition like, oh, Oh, you went to. Yeah, exactly. So it's hard to get people to understand the value of going to someplace like that. Because we're Americans and we don't know. And um, let's just, you know. Being from New Jersey, there's a certain perception of what Italians do and what they like and what that's they right, eat. That's very American I mean, Italian. It's very American yeah, Italian. It's it is so not Italy. It's that not Italian. So not it Italian. was actually one of the things that shocked me the most. I was like, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't have par- chicken parmesan? Exactly. I, I remember when we I was in town and Al was with me and we, we went <laughs> chicken parmesan and the owner of the restaurant was like what's that like looked at us like we we were crazy i know and we don't have chicken like well i could get it for you yeah yeah and she did she made us chicken the next day that's right but it isn't on the menus in the smaller towns because you don't they don't eat chicken they eat chicken but but you know a lot of times they don't have it on the menu because that's something you eat at home right it's like meatloaf a lot of places don't make meatloaf here in america like meatloaf in italy yeah yeah Yeah. so don't eat chicken parmesan and think you're italian chicken parmesan like we're in the Parma region, right? And they don't make it. I mean, some places are making it now because they're trying to cater to, to the, the Americans, Americans, right? But that's not a typical Italian dish at all. I know eggplant parmesan never existed, and chicken. Oh, uh, uh, fettuccine Alfredo. What? That's not Italian. Maybe an Italian invented it while they were in America. They adopted it. Sure. It's delicious. Yes. But you're not going to find it on the menu. No, because it's not Italian. Not not authentic Italian. Right, right. Right. There are some touristy areas that will offer it. Sure, But that's because so many people ask for it. 
So uh, this has been a great podcast talking about Carrara Mountain and uh, Forte de Marme. We didn't really talk about a lot about the beaches there. I just I suffice it to say that the beaches are beautiful. They're free unless you rent the chairs and the umbrella. And if you stay closer um, uh, to around where Carrara is, when you look behind you, you have this majestic mountain that is white and looks like it's covered with snow on the one side of you and the ocean on the and other the, side. And the sea in front of you and is just sea. so gorgeous. It's, it's so gorgeous. It's a beautiful blue-green. It's crystal clear, and it's warmer than the Atlantic Ocean. For sure. Um, the waves are not half as big. No, it's very calm. Much more calm. And relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. And very laid back. And, and mm, it's a higher salt content. Did you know that? No, I didn't. That's what makes it a little bit warmer. And you are more buoyant in that water because of the salt. Well, Isn't I that like interesting? that. Yes. <laughs> you won't sink in Carrara. Okay. <laughs> so thanks so much for listening. And we hope you'll continue the journey with us. Um, ciao. Ciao, ciao.